Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Fulfilling answers provided by Islam for pressing questions. Written by Dr. Amr bin Abdurrahman bin Muhammad al-Umar, member of the Faculty Council for the Higher Institute for Law, Imam Muhammad bin Saud University. Translated by Tariq bin Nurid Porter, graduate of Imam Muhammad bin Saud University, College of Islamic Law. Author's Preface All praise is due to God, the Lord of all worlds. May the most special blessings and peace be granted to our Prophet Muhammad along with all of the prophets and messengers. Regarding the topic at hand, indeed many people have gravely misunderstood Islam and have attributed various affairs to it which are incorrect, blaming Islam for issues from, from which it is completely free. It is for this reason, O reader, the book in your hands has been written for the purpose of getting to the facts and presenting a correct image of Islam, the religion which terrorist groups and paid media channels strive to distort the image of. Herein, you will find fulfilling answers to the various important questions and cases in light of the perspective of the perfectly balanced and fair of religion, Islam, the same Islam which the final messenger, Muhammad, may God's special blessings and peace be upon uh, him and his noble companions practice and adhere to. My intent behind writing this book is to bring about fair judgment concerning the religion of Islam by clarifying what it truly is and highlighting its uniquely beneficial aspects in order to encourage others to enter into the fold of Islam. I have put it in a question-answer format so that the information would be more easily understood and the facts more easily grasped. Finally, I hope, O reader, that you have an enjoyable time reading it, and I would be pleased to communicate uh, through the following email address. D-R-O-M-A-R-A-L-O-M-A-R at gmail.com Again, D-R-O-M-A-R-A-L-O M-A-R at gmail.com All success is given by Allah, God. May Allah, God, grant his special blessings to Muhammad and peace. Question number one. Who created us? Allah the Exalted is the one who has created us. It is he who has brought us into existence. It is also he alone who created the skies above, the earth, the mountains, the trees, the seas, the rivers, the sun, the moon, and all creation. He, the exalted state in the Quran or the Holy Quran, 
Allah is the one who created the heavens and the earth and has sent down rain from the sky above causing fruit to grow therewith as provision for you. He has ordained that ships be of surface to you, that they sail at sea as he has permitted, and he has made rivers of a great surface to you as well. He has, in addition, made the sun and the moon, which are both miraculously constant upon their courses of tremendous surface to you. The Quran, chapter Ibrahim, verses 32 and 33. And he, the exalted, has also said, And indeed we created man, Adam, from an extract of clay. Then we created him, the offspring of Adam, to form into a nutfa, mixed drops of the male and female sexual discharge, lodged in a protected place in the womb of a woman. Then we caused the nutfa to become a clot. After that, we caused the clot to develop into a small lump of flesh. Then we formed bones out of that small lump of flesh. Thereafter, we clothed the bones with the flesh. Finally, we brought it forth into a more advanced stage of creation. Then, after all of that, ultimately, you will all experience death. You will all experience death. Then once again after that, you'll all be resurrected on the day of judgment. The Quran chapter Al-Mu'minun, verses 12 to 16. Two, question number two. Why did God bring us into this world? God, or rather better Allah, the exalted, has created us and brought us into this world to worship him and obey him, to carry out his orders and abstain from his prohibitions. God the exalted said, And I have not created jinn uh, jinn, uh, or mankind except for them to worship me alone. The Quran, chapter Adhariyat, verse 56. Uh, Footnote, jinn is an unseen creation which, like man, has intellect and a free will and will be judged based uh, on their actions. Another footnote, as will be mentioned below in more detail, the Islamic concept of worship is not limited to formal prayer and rituals, but encompasses life in general and the way people live their lives seeking to please God, the creator of all. This is why the word religion is limited. Uh, Islam is a way of life. Furthermore, worship in Islam is not confined to the mosques in which more Muslims pray. Rather, while the Arabic term ibadah, worship, comprises of one's being dutiful to God, for example, in a prayer, it also involves treating others well, other human beings, animals, the environment, etc., and dealing with the creation of God as a whole in goodness through helping and supporting others and behaving with good character. It is for this reason that some scholars of Islam have described worship as being all actions and utterances which please God, whether they be outward physical actions or internal actions such as uh, beliefs, intentions, thoughts, and emotions. Question 3. How are we supposed to worship God? 
The correct way to worship God is by embracing the religion of Islam and believing in the messenger of Islam, Muhammad, peace and a blessing be upon him. Uh, he, Muhammad, is actually even mentioned in the Torah uh, in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy chapter 18. This is because only in Islam, uh, this is because only in Islam, the actual message of directions and directions of God himself as sent to his prophets and messengers have been preserved without any changes. Uh, in addition, Jesus, peace be upon him, gave the great news to his followers that there would come a messenger after him whose name would be Muhammad. He uh, adamantly uh, directed them to follow Muhammad as is found in the Bible in John chapter 16. Footnote. Even uh, Christian scholars cannot and do not deny that the Bible is a book which has been changed and altered various times over the centuries. Islam teaches that Muhammad was mentioned by name in the original gospel of Jesus. May peace and a blessing be upon him. See the Quran chapter As-Saf verse 6. Uh, and we have uh, not sent you except... Uh, sorry. Furthermore, the propagation of Muhammad, may peace and a blessing be upon him, is one intended for all of mankind, Arabs and non-Arabs, and his divine message is a mercy for all of creation, just as God, the exalted said to Muhammad, and we have not sent you except as a mercy for all creation. The Quran, chapter Al-Anbiya, verse 107. In summary, the Torah and the Bible both ultimately uh, lead their followers to believe in uh, Muhammad or to believe in Muhammad peace and a blessing or and special blessings be upon him and in his uh, religion with which he was sent Islam examples of this is with uh, is when Abdul Malik Leblanc again examples of this when Abdul Malik Leblanc previously Christian embraced Islam and authored a book which he named the Bible ultimately led me to Islam similarly when uh, Simon Alfredo embraced Islam, he authored My Love for Jesus, Peace Be Upon Him, ultimately led me to Islam. Those who read about Islam and learn the facts about it and its uh, distinguished advantages, and those uh, not, uh, deterred by dishonest, uh, not deterred by dishonest media sources, will come to know that it is the religion of truth, the religion of mercy, justice, and peace. It is a religion which absolutely condemns the acts of all terrorists, including those who attribute their actions to Islam. When people embrace Islam, they experience the feelings of tranquility, peace of the heart, and the true happiness in this life and the next. Uh, question number four. What is Islam's position concerning Jesus? May peace be upon him. Muslims love Jesus tremendously, peace be upon him, and they believe that he is a noble messenger and uh, an amazing man. One primary, mis uh, one primary manifestation of this is the fact that his name is mentioned in the Quran, the holy book of Muslims, 25 times. Likewise, there is an entire chapter in the Quran named after one of the miracles of Jesus, peace be upon him, the chapter called Al-Ma'idah, the table spread, uh, interestingly, this particular miracle is not uh, even mentioned in the four Gospels. Furthermore, Muslims do not even prefer that the Messiah, Jesus, peace be upon him, be mentioned, except that the phrase peace be upon him is mentioned thereafter. Uh, 
and it is normally considered bad manners if a Muslim does not utter this prayer for him after mentioning his name. Footnote. At the end of this amazing chapter, Al-Ma'idah, which literally means the table spread, God mentions the miracle of Jesus, which involved him sending a table spread down from the heavens in response to the special request of the disciples. See the Noble Quran, chapter Al-Ma'idah, uh, verses 112 to 115. Question number five. Is Jesus, may peace be upon him, God? To believe that anything other than God is equal to uh, God or similar to him in any way is polytheism in Arabic shirk, which is the greatest of all sins. This is due to the fact that polytheistic beliefs and acts are uh, in utter disrespect to the exclusive right of God exalted with regards to the divine reverence and worship which is due only to him. Therefore, we assert that it is not allowed for us to believe that there is any other God with the one true God, the exalted, not Jesus, nor anyone else. In addition, Jesus himself, peace be upon him, made it clear in his actions and words that he is a prophet sent by God, and that God alone is his God and the only true God of all creation. A clear manifestation of this is how, uh, when he was on earth, he prayed to God, saying, You alone are the only true God. John chapter 17, verse 3. Likewise, the Quran informs that Jesus himself declares that he is not God and that uh, the God is his God and the only true God of all creation. God the exalted said, Indeed, those who have asserted that the Messiah, son of Mary, is God, have disbelieved. As for the Messiah, he said, O children of Israel, worship God alone, my Lord and yours, surely concerning those who worship other than him. He has prohibited their entrance to paradise and their abode will be the fire where there will be no one to help such transgressors. The Quran chapter Al-Ma'idah verse 72. It is further noted that Jesus is a created being, being who ultimately came out of his mother Mary's womb, peace be upon her, and that which is created cannot be God because God is the creator. He is the one and only true God. God the exalted said, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those before you so that you might truly uh, become pious. He who has made the earth a conveniently distributed habitat for you and the sky as an upper boundary and has sent down water from the sky and brought forth therewith fruit as provision for you, so do not set up rivals to God in worship, while you know that He is the only one uh, worthy of worship. The Quran, chapter uh, Al-Baqarah, uh, verses 21 and 22. To summarize, it is the creator of human beings, the earth, the heavens above, and the only one who is uh, able to uh, cause rain to come down from the sky, who is indeed the only one worthy of worship. He is Allah the Exalted. Uh, question number six Is Jesus the Son of God? Jesus, peace be upon him, is not the Son of God, for indeed one of the names of God is Al Ghani, the rich, free of all needs. So God the exalted is Al Ghani, to whom all wealth truly belongs, and he is absolutely free of all needs. Therefore, since he is the uh, rightful owner of all things and completely free of all needs, then for 
what reason would he take on a son? Is it due to a need that would contradict that would contradict the fact that he is absolutely free of all needs because having a son or a child in and of itself is a manifestation of the parent's imperfect mortal nature. God the Exalted said uh, in the Beneficent Quran or in the Holy Quran, and they have said that God has taken a son. However, he is highly exalted above all uh, that they attribute to him, which does not befit him. He is Al-Ghani. He owns everything in the heavens above and uh, above and on earth. You have no proof to support what you have said. Do you say concerning God that which you have no proof for and no true knowledge of? The Quran, chapter Yunus, verse uh, 68. Other points which clarify the falsehood of Jesus peace be, uh, other points which clarify the falsehood of Jesus peace be upon him being the Son of God is the fact that a child resembles his parents in various ways, specifically with regards to their general characteristics and physical capabilities. As for God, nothing resembles him. Concerning the issue God the exalted he has he has said concerning this issue. God the Exalted has said, There is nothing comparable to him, and he is the all-hearing, the all-seeing, the Quran, chapter Al-Hashr, verse 10. And he, the Exalted, also said, Say he is God, God is As-Samad, the only one who is truly self-sufficient, while everyone and everything needs him. He did not beget a child, nor was he begotten, and there is absolutely nothing similar to him. The Quran, chapter Ikhlas, verses 1 to 5. And he, the exalted, also said, And they have said that the most merciful has a son. You have indeed invented an abomination. The sky and heavens above have almost torn apart, and the earth has nearly split, and the mountains have just about collapsed and become dust, all in devastation that you have claimed that the most merciful has a son. It is beneath the greatness uh, of God that he would have a son as reproduction and having offspring is the nature he created for humans, animals and the likes his creation. The Quran chapter Maryam verses 89 to 92. As for the claim of those who say that Jesus is the son of God because he was born of no father, this is an erroneous deduction and hence a false claim. Similarly, Adam, peace be upon him and uh, similarly, Adam, peace be upon him, had no father and even no mother, and he is not the son of God, the exalted either. So, the fact concerning this issue is that God, the one who was able to create Adam, peace be upon him, with no father or mother, was likewise certainly able, was likewise certainly able to create Jesus, peace be upon him, with no father. If it were correct to claim that Jesus is the Son of God because he was born of a miraculous birth with no father, Adam, peace be upon him, would have even more right to be God's son, but he is not, and the whole notion is completely incorrect. Therefore, we firmly hold that claiming that Jesus, peace be upon him, is the Son of God is even further from the truth. God the Exalted mentioned in the a beneficent Quran or the Holy Quran that Jesus is similar to Adam. Indeed, the miraculous birth of Jesus is similar to the creation of Adam. He, God, created him from 
dust, then he said to him, be, and he was. Surely one might ask, then why did God create Jesus with no father? The answer is that he did so as a manifestation of his unlimited ability for all of mankind to witness, to emphasize that he is able to do all things and that he does whatsoever he wants. Just as he created Adam, peace be upon him, with no father or mother, similarly he created Jesus, peace be upon him, from a mother but no father. Even Mary, peace be upon her, said, as mentioned in the Holy Quran, she said, O oh, my Lord, how can I give birth to a son? To how can I give birth to a son while no man has even touched me? He, Gabriel, said, as such, God creates whatever He wills. When He decrees the existence of an affair, He merely says, "Be and it is." Question seven: What is Islam's position concerning Mary? May peace be upon her. Islam's position regarding Mary, peace be upon her, is that she is among the best of all women who will ever live. She is the only woman after whom an entire chapter of the uh, Holy Quran was named. In addition, her name was mentioned verbatim 11 times in the Quran. It was only mentioned 11 times in the entire entirety. It was, uh, it was only mentioned 11 times in the entirety of the Bible. Likewise, the third chapter of the Quran is named after her family the family of Imran, to which Mary, the best of all women, belongs. God the exalted said, and when the angels said, Mary, indeed Allah has chosen and purified you from polytheism and disbelief, he has preferred you over all women. The Quran chapter uh, Ali Imran, uh, verse 42. Furthermore, out of admiration for Mary, many Muslims name their daughters Maryam, which is the original name of Mary. This is Arabic for Mary. On the same note, Muslim women are by far the largest group of women in the world who cover themselves in the manner in which Mary, peace be or peace be upon her, did. Question eight: What is Islam's position concerning divine messengers and prophets? Islam calls people to true belief in all of the prophets and messengers whom God the Exalted sent for the guidance of mankind and to save them from the various types of darkness and disbelief, delivering them into the light of faith, to save them from a life of misery and guide them to a life of true and eternal happiness. Islam does not discriminate with regards to the messengers of God. Rather, it invites to faith in all of them, such as Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, peace be upon them all. This is because they are all messengers between God and his slaves. And because disbelieving in one of them is disbelief in them all, which is ultimately disbelief in God. Therefore, Islam invites people to love all of the messengers and to follow their way, that obeying them in essence is obedience to God. However, it is not allowed for anyone to take any of the messengers uh, as a God who should then be worshipped, rather as slaves of God. They should not be worshipped. And as messengers of God, they should not be rejected. Question 9. What is Islam's position concerning belief in the last day, the day of judgment? Islam calls people to believe in the last day, which is to hold an unwavering conviction that God the exalted is fully able to bring people back to life after death. 
raising them from their graves for ultimate judgment and recompense for the things they have done in this world. So whosoever was a believer in God and was committed to his obedience will enter paradise, whereas whosoever disbelieved in God and was committed to disobeying God's commands will uh, enter the hellfire. Question 10. What are the five primary necessities which Islam protects and preserves? The five fundamental necessities or the five primary affairs which Islam protects and preserves first and foremost are 1. Preserving religion. What is meant here is the preservation of people's faith in God and strengthening our connection with Him. This involves adherence to worshipping Him alone, associating no partners with Him, because this is the cause of true happiness for people in this life and in the next life. 2. Preserving life. Uh, what is intended here is promoting and upholding the utmost respect for and diligent uh, preservation of precious human life, the lives of Muslims and non-Muslims. This involves punishing those who transgress upon others without right. For this reason, Islam has clearly defined the grave dangers of crimes which involve killing and terrorism, and it has clearly outlined severe punishments for such crimes. 3. Preserving the intellect. That which is intended here is that Islam emphasizes the respect and preservation of the human intellect, which ultimately distinguishes uh, uh, us from animals. Hence, Islam prohibits people from doing drugs and drinking alcohol. It prohibits all intoxicants for the sake of protecting and preserving mankind and preventing people from falling into improper behavior or transgressing upon others due to the altered state of mind which intoxicants bring about. For uh, preserving honor, that which is intended in this point is that Islam has come to preserve human society from all crimes including armed robbery as well as indecent harmful sexual relationships which lead to various dangerous illnesses and an abundance of unprotected illegitimate lost children with no biological family to claim them. It is for this very reason that Islam strongly encourages marriage and building families upon a solid healthy foundation. It is likewise prohibits fornication and illegal intimate relationships. 5. Preserving personal and public wealth. This refers to the fact that Islam has come to preserve wealth as well as as well since it uh, since it is so vital to human life therefore islam has allowed all methods of gaining wealth which are upright and just and has prohibited all methods which are incorrect and unjust such as theft interest and the related forms of unjust financial transactions deceiving sales practices and all transactions or transactions and methods which involve uh, consuming the wealth of others unjustly Question 11. In what ways can Islam serve to bring about happiness and overall success for people? Islam has come to bring about true and eternal happiness for mankind, for their lives to be lives filled with good. This is made even clearer in the following points. 1. Islam aims to rectify one's religious life as well as uh, one's non-religious aspirations and pastimes. It balances between non-religious activities and religious uh, activities through which one seeks reward in the hereafter. 
Furthermore, Islam's laws and rules are suitable for any time, uh, period, and any place. Two, Islam takes great care of the specific needs of both the soul and the physical body. This is because the human being is made up of those two intrinsic aspects, a soul and a physical body. Hence, it has both spiritual and physical needs. Three, Islam focuses on developing and preserving all that is truly for the betterment of mankind. Therefore, there is nothing which is actually for the betterment of mankind except that Islam supports it, nor is there anything ultimately harmful for mankind except that Islam prohibits it and demands that it is abandoned. For the religion of Islam is built upon a very sound and rewarding system of beliefs, the highest standards of character and manners, spiritually and intellectually, strategic practices which rectify problematic personal and social conditions, clear proofs and evidences for its foundational principles as well as for its secondary rules and laws. Five, there does not exist there does not exist in the rules or laws of Islam anything which contradicts sound intellect. On the contrary, those of sound intellect testify to the truthfulness, the benefit, and the wholesome nature of Islam's rules and laws. 6. The primary resource for Islamic legislation is the uh, Holy Quran. All its commands and prohibitions are fair, completely void of any injustice. This is because the Quran was sent down from God himself, the exalted, and no alterations have occurred to its text, no changes made by man, unlike that which has happened to the gospel for Allah, decreed special protection for the Quran. God the exalted said, indeed we have sent down the reminder, the Quran and the prophetic sunnah, and we will surely preserve it, the Quran chapter Al-Hijr verse 9. 7. Islam calls people to beliefs and practices which ultimately lead to happiness and success for the world as a whole. It prohibits beliefs and practices which will bring about misery and corruption for people. 8. Islam calls to justice, security, and fulfilling agreements and oaths. Uh, and fulfilling agreements and oaths. It rejects oppression. This it rejects oppression, deceit, and trickery, and it completely disapproves of the acts of terrorism, which some people do and wrongfully attribute their acts to Islam. 9. Islam promotes communal cooperation and peace amongst people, hence the famous greeting of Muslims, which is repeated day in and day out, As-salamu alaykum, peace be upon, uh, peace be unto you. 10. Islam calls to the preservation of the rights of parents, offspring, relatives, neighbors, women, small children, laborers, and to the rights of each spouse over one another. Furthermore, it invites, calls to, and promotes the preservation of animals' rights. 11. Islam calls to good behavior and dealings, in general offering special help to the elderly, small children, orphans, the physically challenged, those in extreme poverty, as well as those of low income. Uh, question 12. What is Islam's position concerning personal hygiene and public health? Islam calls to both internal and external cleanliness as well as general public health. As for internal cleanliness, this refers to the wholesome state of mind, spirit, and soul which is attained through abstaining from corrupt beliefs, evil intentions, deviant thoughts, ill will towards others, and jealousy. Regarding external cleanliness, it refers to personal hygiene and involves serious 
dedication to maintaining public health and the cleanliness of one's body. A clear example of this is in how Islam demands that one cleans the private parts from which urine and defecation exit, uh, exit the body uh, with, with water every time one relieves himself or herself when possible. Islam also calls married couples to wash their entire bodies, both husband and wife, after sexual intercourse, even in cases in which sexual uh, penetration is not made, but excretion of the sexual ejac- uh, ejac- ejaculate, uh, sexual ejaculation occurs, uh, whichever spouse for whom that whichever spouse for whom that occurs must wash or rinse his or her body completely must wash his or her body completely in addition women are required to wash their bodies completely once their periodic menstrual cycle ends as well as when postpartum bleeding uh, subsides furthermore in addition to the normal showering or bathing that one does islam adamantly encourages men to wash their entire body every week on the day of uh, Jum'a, friday before going to friday prayer or Jum'a prayer which is considered one of the most important prayers. Islam also teaches that the armpit hairs should be shaved regularly as well as public uh, hairs, uh, as well as pubic hairs. Islam also teaches that the armpit hairs should be shaved regularly as well as pubic hairs. It teaches that the fingernails and uh, toenails should be trimmed regularly and it it promotes the usage of pleasant body uh, fragrances such as perfumes and colognes. Islam teaches uh, constant brushing and cleansing of the teeth with toothpaste and a toothbrush or with a siwak, a small stick from a particular kind of tree, a a known method for cleaning the teeth, teeth traditionally used by many Muslims. Likewise, Islam calls to cleanliness uh, with regards to one's underclothes as well as the external wear. It demands that care is taken to prevent the clothes from being uh, uh, dirtied by unclean elements such as urine and defecation. Question 13. What are the most important acts of worship in Islam and what are their benefits? The most important acts of worship in Islam are prayer, zakah, a particular tax collected and designated for those in need, fasting and the pilgrimage to Mecca. As for prayer, it is the greatest of all obligatory actions in Islam and it is required five times per day at designated times. It strengthens one's connection with God, the exalted, uh, and it wipes away sins. It clears and opens the chest and brings comfort to the soul. It removes anxiety and worry and generally prevents people from saying and doing evil actions, and it protects people from harmful and dangerous affairs. Prayer is a practice which helps people most with uh, with successfully accomplishing their religious responsibilities, goals, and aspirations, as well as their more temporary and worldly ambitions. Similarly, of the primary obligatory acts of worship is Islam. Uh, in Islam is zakah. It is the mandatory annual payment of a portion of one's wealth for those held responsible for doing so in Islamic law, ultimately to support the needy. Of the many benefits of zakah is that it effectively provides a means of social support and cooperation. It creates a relationship of love between the rich and those in need, 
and it serves to prevent people from being selfish and miserly. In addition, one of the most important obligations is the fasting of an entire month annually, the month of Ramadan. Fasting has many benefits such as cultivating the spirit and soul, supporting healthy development of the body. It trains people uh, to be patient and forbearing and reminds them of the great need that poor people have for food and drink. Ultimately, it promotes being beneficent with the, with the poor. Uh, other benefits of fasting are maintaining good physical health as well as one's overall energy and liveliness. It also helps uh, detox the body and rid it of poisonous elements, effectively delaying some of the common elements of old age. Another one of the most important acts of worship is in Islam is Hajj pilgrimage to the sacred house of Allah in Mecca. This is an annual religious endeavor. However, it is only mandatory upon an individual one time in 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 a life in life for Hajj or pilgrimage. Muslims come together from all corners of the world to one place at a specific time, wearing the same type of white uh, garments white designated specifically for men, not distinguishing between the rich and poor or the white and black or the Arab and non-Arab. It is for this reason that we say Hajj or pilgrimage is an extraordinary religious endeavor, a grand gathering of Muslims which incites uh, mutual love uh, or inculcates mutual love, a cultural understanding and exchange along with general compassion. Question 14. What are the advantages of Islamic economics? The Islamic economic system is a balanced middle course between socialism and capitalism, so it allows that individuals have ownership of their belongings. It does not uh, prohibit personal ownership as does socialism. On the other hand, it calls people to earn their wealth through trade and other legal just uh, methods of gaining wealth which are built upon justice and fair play. It does not allow absolute freedom which would uh, permit uh, cheating others and consuming their wealth unjustly as does capitalism. A recent testimony to the effectiveness of the Islamic economic system is that uh, the Vatican and several expert economists have begun to encourage implementation of the Islamic economic system after the global financial recession of 2008 and the collapse of many banks. Question 15. What is Islam's unique position concerning women? Islam has graced uh, women with a very honor honorable status and has given them their rights in full. This was not the case in various societies of old. In a Greek society, women had neither freedom, let alone a status of honor, and were generally looked down and were generally looked down upon with disdain. Therefore, people looked down upon the birth of a female they hated when girls were born. They primarily used women for sex and related sexual pleasures as a mere object of their lewd behavior. In Rome society, the status of women was even lower than that of being merely used uh, for pleasures involving nakedness and lewdness. In Hinduism, in some areas within India, when the husband dies, the wife no longer has the right to live. Rather, she must die the same day her husband dies and be burned after his body is burned and sometimes even before his remains are burned. In some Jewish factions, 
women were degraded women were degraded and despised girls were regarded as servants uh, and their fathers had full right to sell them even at a young age amongst these particular groups women have no right to inheritance but are themselves inherited along with the rest of the deceased deceased uh, belongings during the reign of the english king henry henry the english parliament issued a ruling which prohibited women from reading the new testament due to their impurity in addition up until the year 1805 it was an established english law that a man had uh, the right to sell his wife and the market price for a wife was fixed at nine pence half a shilling in this day and age women are exploited for advertisement campaigns their honor is disgraced as company companies to photograph them next to cars or heavy duty equipment for example wearing shameless clothing for the purpose of promoting their products and attracting customers arabs before the revelation of the quran used to degrade and oppress women prohibiting them from any rights to inheritance moreover the majority of the of, of the time uh, moreover the majority of the time they would bury girls alive at birth however once the quran was revealed the people entered into the fold of islam such practices disappeared this is because islam is a religion of true justice and mercy it raised the position of women and made their rank very high and noble the messenger of islam muhammad peace and a special blessing be upon him was one of the main reason was one of the main reasons women of the world were given their due rights he would always counsel men concerning women ordering men to take great care of them as he uh, would say treat women well therefore women lived in uh, in the shade of islamic teachings honored respected and the primary caretaker in the development of generations to come the overall good stat good state the overall good state of a society became directly tied to the well-being of a, of women and the corruption of a society directly tied to her being neglected and or corrupted this is primarily because of the fact that uh, she executes a vital aspects of a human society right in her home she rears and raises the very children who are such an essential part of society in closing women in islam are truly respected and honored mothers sisters wives and daughters alike islam's special respect for women is so great that an entire chapter of the quran is dedicated to them called chapter nisa the woman which comprises of various rules and laws concerning their rights as well as women's relationship with her husband and her children those or these points are ample proof that islam takes great care of women any muslim society group family or individual that does not observe the firmly established tenets of islam regarding the respect and honor the rights and treatment of women then islam clearly denounces all oppression and mistreatment of women and such affairs cannot uh, rightfully rightfully be attributed to islam question 16 has islam oppressed women by mandating that they cover themselves with hijab islam has answered islam has made the hijab specific garments worn by muslim women to cover cover their beauty has made it incumbent upon women because of their tremendous value and honor to protect them 
proper Islamic covering of a woman's beauty is an important and effective means of protecting her from sexual harassment and even rape. Some studies have confirmed that nakedness and clothing which reveal the body increase the percentage of rape, whereas the proper Islamic covering of a woman's beauty deters men from bothering uh, women and harassing them. Therefore, the purpose of hijab in, in Islam is the protection of women and not in any way to demean their importance. For example, well-wrapped up sweets. For example, well-wrapped up sweets are protected from flies and insects. The insects cannot reach them. They can only reach sweets which are uncovered. When we cover sweets, our intention is to protect them from flies and bugs. If this is the case with sweets, then how much more so with women who are like uh, preciously cherished uh, diamonds for whom we should provide the utmost protection? Question 17. Is Islam a religion of terrorism? Islam prohibits killing innocent people, murder, and in the Holy Quran it is stated that whosoever kills even one person unjustly, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, then it is as if he has killed all of mankind, God the exalted said. It is for this reason that we have ordained for the, for the children of Israel that if anyone kills a person and it is not ruled as legal retaliation for murder or as having stopped someone from committing dreadful crimes, then it is as if he has killed all for mankind. And whosoever saves someone, it is as if he has saved all of mankind. Our messengers have surely come to them with the proofs which make all things clear. Yet after all this, indeed, many of them obstinately uh, behave in disobedience to Allah and his messenger. Quran chapter Al-Ma'idah verse 32. This is clear proof that Islam is a religion of true justice, mercy and compassion and peace. As for non-Muslims who enter Muslim countries, it is absolutely prohibited that they be violated concerning their personal well-being, their wealth and honor. Furthermore, Islam issues great punishment to uh, uh, whosoever kills a non-Muslim whom, who, who, has, who has entered a Muslim country in safety, as he should the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, say, whoever kills a non-Muslim who is not in open war with us, will not even smell the fragrance of paradise. The meaning of this is that any Muslim who kills an innocent non-Muslim who is supposed to be safe from such crimes, then his punishment is that he will not enter paradise because he has committed a grave sin. Question 18. Are Muslims terrorists? Terrorism has no true religion. It can be committed by a Muslim, a Christian, a Jew, secularist, etc., Hindu, uh, Muslims who commit acts of terrorism do not represent Islam, not one iota. On the contrary, they represent their wretched selves. They rich, uh, represent their wretched selves, and they have opposed the teachings of this compassionate religion called Islam. So, if a Christian were to say that Islam is a religion of terrorism because there are Muslim terrorists such as ISIS and Al Qaeda, then on the same false premise. It could, it could also be argued that Christianity is a religion of terrorism due to occurrences such as the Crusades, the English uh, Inquisition, the massacre of Bosnian and Herzegovinian Muslims at the hands of the Serbs, 
or due to the rise of the terrorist organization known as the Ku Klux Klan KKK, which is a racist group in the United States of America that claims to be built upon the cross surface of Christ, peace be upon him, and the murder and torture of any descendants of Africa, which has even involved burning them on the cross. Furthermore, would furthermore would Christians accept that we say that Christianity is a religion of terrorism due to what some extremist uh, Christians did in the streets of London when they intentionally uh, ambushed Muslims, plowing over them with their uh, plowing over them with their car with their car while these Muslims were leaving the mosque in which they had just finished praying during the holy month of Ramadan, June 2017. The anti-terrorist police considered the ambush car attack an act of terrorism. Therefore, we assert that terrorism terrorism has no religion and that terrorists do not represent the religion which they may adhere to. They represent represent, uh, themselves. Regarding the reason for which this phrase has been created and repeated, which is Muslims are terrorists or Islam is a religion of terrorism, the cause is twofold. Firstly, foolish individuals who happen to be Muslims or at least claim to be who commit acts of terrorism. Secondly, the exploitation of these acts done by particular media organizations holding all Muslims in contempt and attributing the acts to Islam in order to damage its reputation and turn people away from it. However, Islam openly rejects and opposes such evil criminal acts. If anyone were to research, if anyone were to research the truth concerning Islam, he would come to know that it is the religion of true mercy and justice, the religion of peace, which rejects every form of criminal violence and terrorism. Uh, crimes of which Muslims themselves have suffered the greatest body count over all other religions and groups of people. Question 19. What is Islam's position concerning violence. Islam has come and primarily aims to eradicate and warn against all forms of violence. It clarifies for mankind the evil consequences of violence. In fact, Islam implores mankind to continuously practice gentleness in dealings and to encourage others to do the same. For this reason, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and a special blessing be upon him, said that God is compassionate. He loves gentleness. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and a special blessing be upon him, continuously urged people to be gentle with others. <laughs> a prime example of this is the practice of being gentle with women and abstaining from being harsh with them, as in the statement of the Prophet, peace and a special blessing be upon him. He said, be gentle with Al-Qawarir, the woman. Uh, Al-Qawarir literally means fragile glass containers but but here it is referring to women women are like likened women are likened to fragile glass due to their nat- uh, due to their natural uh, more sensitive nature <clears throat> god is compassionate he loves gentleness the Prophet Muhammad, peace and a special blessing be upon him, continuously urged people to be gentle with others. A prime example of this is the practice of being gentle with women and abstaining from being harsh with them. As in the statement of the Prophet, peace and a special blessing be upon him, he said, be gentle with the Qawarir women. So here he likened women to glass which requires that she be 
dealt with using extreme gentleness so that she isn't broken or even scratched. Violence and harshness against women is in complete opposition to the teachings of Islam. Islam has demanded an honorable status for women and that they are given their due rights, that they are uh, enabled to live a noble, pleasant life, uh, be they mothers, sisters, wives, or uh, daughters. Likewise, Islam has urged that urged that gentleness be observed when dealing with small children. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and special blessing be upon him, dealt with small children in gentleness and kindness. He would joke with them and pass his hand over their heads. When he would pass by children, he would stop and greet them. He urged people to demonstrate mercy with them. So uh, of his sayings was, those who are not merciful with our little ones are not truly of us. Islam also implores people to be gentle with animals to implement the most human practices when dealing with them. This was established in Islam long before the current organizations which promote good uh, treatment of animals by well over a thousand years. As for violence and harshness towards women, sorry, as for violence and harshness towards animals or starving them, Islam staunchly prohibits uh, this. Proof of this is when the Prophet mentioned a woman who is doomed to the hellfire uh, as a, a result of her trapping a cat until it died. He mentioned that she did not feed it or give it anything to drink, nor did she even let it out to, to eat scraps which it would have been able to find on the ground. In addition to this, Islam has prohibited the harsh methods and torturous uh, tactics often implemented for the, the slaughter of animals whose meat uh, humans eat, such as uh, electrical shock. This is forbidden. Uh, plucking all of the feathers of uh, uh, chickens and other birds while they are still living or immersing them into uh, extremely hot water. Instead, Islam has a special instructions for slaughtering such animals which are simple and more merciful towards the animals. Question number 20. What is Islam's position concerning racism? Before the advent of Islam, mankind was in disharmony. Hatred between different groups of people was rampant. Uh, people were extremely biased to their own kind, color, or tribe. This racism became the primary cause of the onset of wars and killing amongst many. Then when Islam came and people embraced it, racism subsided, people began to love one another and they drew near, they became as kin working together, not distinguishing between an Arab and a non-Arab, nor between a black person and a white person, nor between a rich person and a poor person, except by the upright, God-fearing behavior of an individual which is the only fair scale by which anyone can rightfully be deemed greater than, other, than another person. This is in adherence to the principle which is taught in the Holy Quran uh, in, his, uh, in his, the exalted statement, O mankind, indeed we have created you from a man and a woman, and we have made you various nations into various nations and tribes in order for you to get to know and learn from one another. Surely the more Honorable of you with God are those who have the most taqwa, piety, and the utmost commitment to pleasing God upon his guidance. Indeed, God is all-knowing, 
well aware of all things. Quran chapter Al-Hujarat verse 13. The Prophet used to adamantly, adamantly fight against racism with all of his strength. An example of this is uh, in his saying, there is nothing which makes an Arab better than an un-Arab uh, or an un-Arab better than an Arab, nor a white person better than a black person or a black person better than a white person except uh, taqwa, piety, and the utmost commitment to pleasing God upon his uh, guidance. All people are from Adam, and Adam is created from soil. Question number 21. How does one enter into the religion of Islam? How does one enter into the religion of Islam? One of the most beautiful aspects of Islam is that the connection between a person and his Lord is free from any mediation or mediators. Also, of its most beautiful aspects is that entering into the religion cannot be a result of compulsion or force; rather, it should be only by uh, by af uh, it should only be after one comes to understand it and is convinced that it is the truth. Whenever an individual has decided to embrace Islam as a religion, there is no need for any complicated procedures nor the approval of particular people. Becoming Muslim is an act that anyone can do even if he or she were in the middle of the desert or trapped in a room. All the person, all the person must do, all the person must do is utter the uh, shahadatain, the two foundational testimonies, one, that there is nothing worthy of worship other than God. Two, that Muhammad is the messenger of God. One must utter it knowing its meaning, having full belief and certainty concerning it, and being committed to acting according to what it entails. The proper uh, way to pronounce the two foundational testimonies is Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa Ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. As for the meaning of Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, it means I testify and confirm that there is nothing deserving of worship other than God, Allah. While the meaning of Wa Ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah is I also testify and confirm that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, God, sent to all mankind and that he is the final prophet and messenger. When an individual utters the two testimonies, al-shahadatayn, he or she becomes Muslim right then and there. Therefore, the person must uphold the other pillars of Islam such as prayer, zakat, fasting, Ramadan, and hajj pilgrimage. The person must learn how to perform these pillars from trusted Islamic centers and sound Islamic books. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. That's the end of this booklet. This is Dr. Khalid al reading the whole book. Take care.